0: Welcome adventurers to Recapitated, here's what happened so far in the world of Forfeit Hearts. Aeon, a half-elf ranger, and Floki, a tiefling bard, have arrived in the Desert Citadel of Claydor in search of adventure. They have learned of many tales from wandering bands of dog people to a thieving prophetess by the name of Amelia. During their stay, they meet a known paladin Ella and a half-elf monk, Owen, who have stationed themselves in the tower where their respective orders operate from. As Aeon and her dire wolf companion rest at the Pig's Pit Tavern in the Central District, Floki, Ella, and Owen investigate the city. They meet a half-orc lady, Olivia, who reveals to the party the history of the Breaker's Ice, a temple to the Lord Breaker, a god of water and a source of respite from the desert landscape. In the past few decades, a group of nomadic scavengers known as Sand Pirates, led by the tenacious Amelia, sieged and claimed the Breaker's Ice and began collecting fees from the citizens in exchange for the water from the temple's reservoir and protection from some unknown threat. The group learns that all who have attempted to challenge Amelia and her militia were captured and have not been seen since. Investigating further into the disappearance of children in the city, Olivia is visibly upset by their inquiry, and Owen acknowledges, aligns, and assures her of the party's good-natured intent. At this point, remembering what happened to her friend, she's a little more like, mm, like, like, very bummed good. out. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! I can see how that could be a very... Are you acknowledging aligning <laughs> with <that? laughs> situation, Olivia. <clears throat> I've had my own troubles when I was a child, too. Okay. Uh, God damn it, he's gonna do it. <clears throat> Knowing that other children have reappeared, I think maybe um, your friend hope. might have some hope. So I can see how you're concerned for her. <laughs> you make a big. <laughs> make, make, make. <laughs> what? 16. 16. 14. Okay. Alright. She's like. Thank you, and then she just kind of like seems a little more relieved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got to school so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Olivia tells the party about the disappearance of her French Charlotte's daughter, Claire, who is currently one of the missing children, and advises them to speak with the tavern mistress, Margot, to find her whereabouts. Floki, having impressed Margo with his performance skills, eagerly introduces Owen and Ella to the jovial half-giant owner of the Pixpit Tavern, and they learn that her and her diminutive human husband, Evan, are hosting Charlotte at their southern farmlands while she grieves. They visit the farms and meet Evans, who explains to them that Charlotte hasn't been coping well in the past week since her daughter's disappearance. Evans mentions that Charlotte is scared of the farm fields due to shadowy movements at night and her fear of the scarecrow on the grounds. The party gently approach Charlotte, who is absentmindedly tending to cows, and with the warmth of a paladin's touch and the skillful melodies from a bardic tune, they soothe her enough to earn her trust and gain access to her home to investigate Claire's room. As they talk to Charlotte, the party learns that only daughters have gone missing, two of them missing at a time, and that all of them have been taken at night. Charlotte is aware that another girl, Annabeth, is missing. She tells the group that the daughters do eventually come back. However, they are reclusive and prefer the darkness. Owen in particular takes notice that Charlotte does not wear a wedding ring. As they leave, Ella notices movement in the fields and a flock of birds flying away. Floki concentrates on summoning a group of lights with his music to illuminate a path. Owen takes the opportunity to throw garbage at Floki's head to test his magical powers, earning a glare from Floki. Yeah. So as we're walking, I, I throw a piece of paper in pull his head. <laughs> just <to choose> him. <laughs> uh, are, are you gonna do that? Just crumpled piece. Crumpled. Uh, I
1: was the... eating a candy bar and I just right. uh, I crumpled So the
0: the right? the spell like flickers for a second, <laughs> okay. uh, and the, the like humanoid head of the orb like like turns like sharply at you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's to anyone other than us. It would be like a little bit terrified to have this like fiery being like suddenly snap its gaze toward you. But but you know that it's like all right, it's fine. Yeah. Upon finding nothing of note in the fields, the group decides to continue to Charlotte's home. Floki, upon entering Claire's room, notices a vague sense of something not human having been in the vicinity and Ella, using her training as a paladin, confirms something supernatural is at work. They leave deciding to investigate Annabeth's home, where they meet an anxious Sarah who invites the party into her home. Owen notices Sarah also doesn't wear a wedding ring. Sarah is noted by the group to be pacing and anxious, albeit trusting enough to let them investigate her daughter's room. Floki, upon entering Annabeth's room, is overwhelmed by a feeling of fear in the room and Ella is able to identify a fiendish entity as the culprit of the lingering aura. The party is able to figure out that it has been only about a week since Annabeth was taken to leave an imprint this strong in a room. After having used the bathroom Sarah comes back looking visibly calmer and after some discussion about Annabeth, she invites the party to the support group the mothers have established in order to help them learn more about the disappearances. The group meet the mothers in the morning and are introduced to everyone by Sarah. Owen again takes notice that not a single mother in the group are wearing wedding rings and learns that all of their husbands are either dead or have left them. Learns that all of the daughters are only children from the same neighborhood and the same grade. There are only 15 girls in the district, 10 of which have already been taken and returned. There are three left, an elf, a dwarf, and a human daughter. The elven mother, Gloriana, came to the meeting at the urging of the other mothers. However, she believes her child, Maple, to be safe since they're pure-blood elves. The party learns that Gloriana and the dwarven mother, Vodir, are both refugees from neighboring cities and the human mother Mia is related to Graham Stonesledge, the governor of Claydor. Initially, the party believed Mia's daughter Rhea to be the next target due to her political relation, and the fact that Gloriana and Vodir have been in the city for centuries, unlike the other mothers. Talking to a brusque tiefling mother Nilandru, Floki learns that the children that have been taken all have magical lineage, and thus Rhea, being a human, is ruled out in favor of Maple and Niloda. Owen attempts to flirt with Gloriana, who is amused at his attempt but due to him being a half-elf, ultimately rejects his attempt. Ella, using her authority as a paladin, convinces Gloriana that although she believes her child to be safe, to accept their watch as a precaution, to which Gloriana reluctantly agrees. The party seeks out Vodir, who more readily accepts their offer for protection. So. With a plan to stake out the homes of the Elven Maple and Dwarven Noloda, our heroes anxiously await a sinister entity to make its next move.